This is Scott Vanderplu, and you're listening to the Artist Edition Index Podcast, Episode 53. I went down to the St. James Infirmary, found my baby there, stretched out on a long white table, so sweet, so cold, so bad. Welcome back to this podcast where we take the written word from aeindex.org and bring it to life, or as much life as I can get into my voice. This month, uh, another interesting event, had two reviews on the site this month, but not a lot of news going on. I mean, we're still in you know the grips of the worldwide pandemic, and there's not much we can do about that. Publishing seems to have slowed down dramatically. Uh, printing, especially from Asia, also seems to have backlogged. Um, just some Kickstarters I followed, uh, books sat for weeks at the, uh, California port and was not able to get on. So I think it's just one more thing that people are thinking about. But having said that, it seems spending is at its all time high. So I think if publishers could get things in the hands of people, we'd see more spending, more purchasing. All right. Uh, hot topic this month. Uh, don't have one. Sad news this month, another previews came and went with no AE format books solicited. That is sad. So the last solicited book we had was the uh, John Buscema's uh, Marvel Heroes. I'm already forgetting the title of the book. Uh, Marvel, yeah, good. Marvel Heroes, yeah. So that's at least we got that solicitation. That's awesome. So if we look at what's coming up for the year, we have the, uh, as far as artist editions go, we have the EC Covers Artist Edition, which is still scheduled for July 7th, keeping our fingers crossed. The date's been moved quite a bit, so that should have given it enough time to see uh, printing and um, shipping. And then we have the John Buscema's Marvel Heroes Artist Edition, as I previously said, solicited for October 13th. Scott Dunbeer says that that's a good date and that the book should be out by that time. As well, we have two artisan editions, and that's, you know, I'm sort of adding those to the list of upcoming books on the um, AE uh, Artist Edition Index, because well, I'm trying to <laughs> cover everything as much as I can and trying to fill out some volume here as well. We have uh, Jack Kirby's Fantastic Four Artisan Edition, still scheduled for June 30th, and we have Stranko Nick Fury, Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. Artisan Edition, scheduled for August 18th. So those dates have held pretty well. So for this year, I don't know if we're going to see anything else solicited. So we saw uh, the new previews come, the May previews for July, but then nothing scheduled. There's a slim chance we'll see something solicited still this year to be published in December. But historically, if you've ever, if you look at my shipping schedule or you look at my release schedule, there's a there's a chart at the bottom of the page and you can sort by date and it's actually already by date. You'll see that December is not a big month. It's uh, basically what happens is any books that were sort of scheduled for the end of the year all stockpile and end up being released in January or February. So uh, December solicits not great for us. All right. As I said, not a lot of changes there and sadly no solicitations. So that sort of eliminates uh, a lot of what we do. Now, hot news this month, wow, um, David Jacoy, the uh, our Patreon patron who provides the polls for us every month, provided this poll. Uh, These comic strips transcended the medium, presenting complex issues and moral dilemmas in the space of three or four panels while maintaining a bit of a bitingly funny sense of humor. Crazy Cat, Little Abner, Pogo, Nancy, Calvin and Hobbes, uh, 
all are embedded in our brains. Now we get to vote which one deserves IDW's multi-award winning artist edition format. And then I added the note, I tried to use Sundays as a level comparison, but so few Watterson strips are on the market, I had to use dailies, Calvin Hobbs. So here are the, I mean, you look at this list, I'm going to say the last name and you're going to know where the votes are. Ernie Bushmiller on Nancy, Al Cap on Little Abner, George Harriman on Crazy Cat, Walt Kelly on Pogo, Bill Watterson on Calvin and Hobbes. So Calvin and Hobbes is 118 votes. I think it's the most votes we've ever received in a poll for one thing. 22 votes for George Harriman on Crazy Cat. Nine votes split for uh, Al Cap and Walt Kelly. Five votes for Ernie Bushmiller. So it's a landslide. People love Calvin and Hobbes. Unfortunately, we've seen the two books that feature original art um, from their publisher, which is nice. But, uh, yeah, I mean, what are you going to do? They're probably not going to release an artist edition. We can keep our fingers crossed. I mean, the, a lot of them are housed at the Billy Ireland Library, so I'd love to see that. Uh, but, I mean, that involves a lot of uh, sharing between publishers and things. We'd have to see what publisher would do it. Would they be willing, would uh, Andrews McMeal be willing to do it? That's the question becomes, right? Tough call, tough call. All right. Let's go to some, uh, you know, this month I actually got some letters. Letters. I got emails, right? So last month I asked a question on the podcast. Hey, you know, who writes this? Who writes these blurbs? Because uh, they seem to be picking up on a lot of my reviews. And uh, uh, it was Scott Denver confirmed that he writes the blurbs. So that's that's a nice little tidbit to know. We'll add that. Um, bit of self-promotion here. Um uh, my uh, store on aindex.org slash store. It seems to be doing well. Got a lot of uh, sales from there. So if you're interested in some back books, um, I have a few shrink-wrapped, and I have a few that are sealed still, which is the same thing. I have some that are open and some that are sealed. So take a look. I have some of the older books. They're still open. Uh, I have some that are sealed. I'm trying to price them as best I can if there's maybe a little something wrong or I check on eBay and I see that they're a lower price then I'm lowering the price too. Uh, the one book I'm sort of holding fast to, I have a sealed David Mazzucchelli's Daredevil Born Again Artist Edition. I have a bit of a high price. Maybe it's, I mean, I like having it. I don't mind not selling it, but it is the most commanded book available. I've priced it accordingly. Um, if you're interested, anyways, take a look. All right, some I got some interesting mail from uh, let's see, from Michael in Europe. I think he's in Germany. He's been we've been sharing um, emails back and forth about European AE format books. From so big fan, he's been saying some things he's liked. He's asked me some questions about Nexus, the coming of Grimondo, and uh, it's been great stuff. Uh, based on talking to him, I finally felt. Um, invigorated enough or interested enough to go online again and to find some sellers that have don't have ridiculous shipping to Canada. Uh, I've tried to order a couple books and uh, I order the book, you know, say, I think I talked about this last month, but you, you order a book and they email you and say, oh, you know, shipping's not 30, 30 euros like my e-commerce website had. It's 60 I think, well, $60, 60 euros is, you know, 95 Canadian, 100 Canadian. I'm not going to pay that for shipping for one book. It's not going to happen. So I found a, uh, I found a seller and, uh, 
it's uh, it's collectorbd.com, and I order two AE format books, um, and shipping was twenty nine euros. So I thought that's pretty great. So those are coming. We're going to see how they're packaged. I'm going to be reviewing them um, as I get them. I'm going to probably going to pick up my reviews again to two a month. I seem to have a backlog of items that I'd like to maybe get through, and uh, we'll see how it goes. Also, Billy Hines was kind enough to tweet me, and I had a mistake on the uh, AE uh, index page there, the pro- index proper. I had that Robocop versus Terminator was six issues, and he kindly corrected me that it was four issues. So I'm always thankful for that. So I made the change on there. As well, there's something came up in the forums recently that there was a, well, it came up earlier, but then it came up again. There's a printing error in the uh, Walter Simonson's The Mighty Thor Artisan Edition. There's two pages that are repeated, therefore two pages are missing. Uh, I made a note of that on the uh, Others Index so that uh, people can be aware of that if they're looking to buy that book. All right, that's, uh, yeah, that's it for emails. It was nice to have the things. So that's good to see. Also, I had a uh, I had an issue with the site. I don't know this is uh, who this would relate to, but uh, I have some security software on the site, and it blocks uh, if you try and hit uh, if you try and log in too many times or something like that. So I had I had a Patreon patron user who got blocked. It was the last block, and it was weird. And uh, so I asked if they had uh, you know tried to log in with a Patreon login, and they said they hadn't. So I don't understand why it blocked. But for the meantime, I've decided I've removed the Patreon Patron plugin from my site. Uh, the plugin allowed me to post things and then only allow patrons to view it. And instead of doing that, I'm going to be just posting uh, Patreon Patron exclusive items to the Patreon page, and then people can view it there. And then after the time period, I'm still deciding whether I think it's 90 days, then I'll put it on the website. I have not had a lot of Patreon Patron exclusive items uh, for posting. Previously, I had interviews and things. Uh, we've been doing audio interviews lately, uh, and th- th- those people have been invited uh, through Patreon anyway. So that's the status of what's going on with that. And I'm hoping that my change there will stop anything from being blocked or anyone from being blocked. That's always my concern, right? I certainly hope people don't end up being blocked. All right. That's that. Let's move on to sales for this month. Out of print Artist Edition Index, out of print sales, March 2021. All right, let's look at some sales. So we had three copies of Alien, the Illustrated Story sell for an average of two ten eighty nine. I mean, this this must be COVID fever. Or I mean, here's a book that's nine years old. It languished on this list, selling for $30, $35, $40 for years. Nobody seemed interested in this. And then suddenly, bang, there's big interest. It's, it's a great book. I remember um, I got it for Christmas, actually, uh, early on it was uh before i started the a index i was just picking up artist editions uh randomly you know like uh, most people you pick up your favorite here or there and uh, this new publisher titan new to me at the time uh was releasing this and i thought wow that's that's interesting i should i should pick that up so i'd ordered it from my local comic shop and uh my family gave it to me for christmas so that worked out nicely and then i just sat in my closet for i think two or three years before i even reviewed it but uh it's a good book. It's a lot of interesting things. They um, they went above and beyond. Uh, there's an interview. There's a lot of extras that we don't see in a lot of our edition format books. Actually, it's the same kind of extras uh, we saw in the um, uh, curators' collections from 
uh, kitchen kitchen books, right? Wow, I am really drawing the blanks today. All right, next sale. Best of EC Comics Volume 1, 188.78, one copy. Wow, one copy of Bill Sienkiewicz's Mutants and Moon Knights and Assassins, 440. I mean, I realize that's a hard-to-get book, but that is, that's jumping. Uh, four copies of Dave Cockrum's X-Men Artifact Edition sold for an average of $128.93. One copy of Dave Gibbons' Watchmen Artifact Edition, $122.50. Two copies of Dave Stevens' Rock Artist Edition, first print, averaging $206. Two copies of David Mazzuchelli's Driver Born Again Artist Edition, averaging $230. One copy of Don Rose's Life and Times of Scrooge McDuck Volume 1 for $199.99. So there's a, there's a bump in that, too. ElfQuest Gallery Edition, one copy, $259.99. I, I don't get this. Here's another book. I mean, I don't know it's out of print. It's like everybody who's ever wanted anything has suddenly discovered that these things are out there and they need to buy it on eBay. I, I'm not getting it. One copy of Frank Cho's Savage Wolverine Arts Edition, sold for $169.95. Two copies of Frank Miller's Sin City, the Hardy Goodbye Curious Collection, averaging $140.20. Uh, I, I think this is still a very undervalued and underappreciated book. Both creators' collections from Kitchen Sink Books, put together by John Lind, are stunning. And they really deserve to be in the hands of any AE format uh, enthusiast. All right, one copy of Gene Colon's Tomb of Dracula edition sold for two forty nine ninety five. Again, a big jump. Six copies of Gil Kane's Amazing Spider-Man edition sold for an average of one sixteen ninety nine. Now that book, there's been a glut of those selling on eBay, but they averaged like seventy five, seventy six dollars for months. So now we're up. Two copies of Jack Davis's EC Stories for an average three copies. I'm sorry for an average of two thirty five thirty. One copy of Jack Kirby's Marvel Heroes and Monsters for one fifty. One copy of Kirby's The Mighty Thor for one seventy six ninety eight. One copy of Joe Kubert's Tarzan of the Apes for one twenty eighty seven. Five copies of John Buscema's Silver Surfer Artist Edition fi- sold for an average of one thirty three ninety seven. Three copies of John Byrne's Fantastic Four sold for one twenty four twenty nine on average. One copy of John Romita's The Amazing Spider-Man Arts Edition sold for two eighty. Wow. Four copies of the Volume Two sold for an average of one thirty three forty five. One copy of Lone Wolf and Cub Gallery Edition sold for two fifteen. I don't know if you're seeing this, but there is a pattern here. The Dark Horse Gallery Editions that are out of print are going up and up. Three copies of Michael Golden's Micronauts Artist Edition sold for an average of three sixteen thirty three. Again, this is the standard edition. This is not the limited edition. One copy of Mike Mignola's Hellboy and Hell and Other Stories Artist Edition sold for two fifty. One copy of Ross Andrews' The Amazing Spider-Man Artist Edition sold for one eighty. One copy of Spawn Vault Edition sold for three fifty five. So that's back up to there. The, the price has always been high since the Vault Two came up. Two copies of the Vault Edition Two sold for an average of two seventy seven. One copy of Star Wars Artifact Edition sold for one nineteen ninety nine. One copy of Star Wars Dark Times Gallery Edition sold for sixty. So there's the there you go. It's going to break my rule there of of uh, gallery editions from Dark Horse going up. Three copies of Stranko Nick Fury Agent of Shield Arts Edition first three, first print sold for an average of one seventy nine sixty nine. One copy of the Book of Ballads sold for twenty five. This is an amazing book. This is a seventy five dollar cover price. It's another book people really I don't think are appreciating and they need to get on that. One copy of the Prisoner Original Art Edition sold for one fifty. Uh, I don't know. One copy of Saw Jimbo Summer and Other Stories sold for one fifty nine seventy six. So again, with my, you know, my theory about the Dark Horse. Three copies of Walter Simonson's Thor Artist Edition sold for an average of one twenty two eighty three. 
One copy of Will Eisner's A Contract with God Curious Collection sold for one sixty five seventy four. One copy of Will Eisner's The Spirit Artist Edition sold for one seventy four ninety nine. And again, I think I mentioned this last month. I, I don't know when I added this. Maybe February. Uh, I'm adding record prices to the bottom, right? So there's no new record prices in April. But I'm wondering if I should move. I'm wondering is fi- is five hundred dollars my record price limit, or should I maybe I'm, I'm, I'm going to be watching Bill Sienkiewicz's Mutants and Moonlights and Assassins and see if we're reaching into the uh, the stratosphere with those because that seems high, four forty. Uh, we'll see what happens. So far, the only book on the list to make uh, that's not remarked or signed or a variant is that Wally Wood uh, Easy Stories Artist Edition first print that sold for six seventy five in January. That was yowzers crazy all right that's out of print sales um i previously mentioned the store and there's two other ways you can support the artist edition index that's one become a patron through patreon uh for a dollar more whatever you'd like to pledge uh you can just uh, support the site say hey i like what you're doing here's a dollar here's two dollars here's five dollars you know pick a pick an amount uh support us for a while um i'd prefer you pick a lower amount and just keep it going as opposed to maybe a higher amount and just doing it a month or two if that's at all possible with you I, I obviously it's a, a personal preference it's up to you and i appreciate it uh the second way which is much easier to support me is to use any of the affiliate links i have on the site so if you go to buy something things from another world from the site you go through amazon you buy something you buy you click through my ebay link to buy something i get a percentage of all those things uh, the things from another world is the best percentage there's no question and then uh the ebay percentage is uh, i think things from another world is five percent and uh, eBay's three, and Amazon's one, one and a half. It's not very good, the Amazon one. But, you know, Amazon, you know, it's out there. Ubiquitous, right? All right. As uh, any questions you have, you can always email me, scott at aeindex.org. I try and respond to everybody. Pretty sure I do. I don't think I've missed too many. Um, for any of my Patreon patrons, uh, I get a notice when you contact me through Patreon should get a notice and then i reply as quickly as i can uh i did have to apologize to a patron i was on the patreon site uh, a couple weeks ago and realized that he had messaged me at the end of march and i didn't get a notice for that so uh, that was all cleared up though so best way to contact me scott at aeindex.org all right two reviews this month and the reason i did these two is because they're both uh exhibition catalogs both from the society of illustrators and I attended both shows because I was in New York in 2018 on a family vacation, and they had two shows. They had The Art of the Avengers and Other Heroes, and then they had Tales from the Crypt, The Revolutionary Art of Mad, and EC Comics. So I just want to speak briefly about this, uh, these exhibitions before I move into the catalog. Maybe I'll combine it all together and do a long, you know, the usual monologue rambling that I like to do. Uh, this is an impressive show. I took my son with me. Uh, there's pictures of it. I've linked to... I did a review for Comic Book Daily um, of the show. And there's a lot of pictures there. And I did uh, link to it in each of the reviews. Now, the Marvel... Uh, the Art of the Avengers and Other Heroes. There's actually not a lot of Avengers art, which is... you know I don't know why. I think they were just capitalizing on the movie success. But uh, the exhibit was two floors and a lot of art. And really great art and varying art. Uh, I mean, the highlight for me, there were several pages from Amazing Spider-Man 20 done by Ditko with the Scorpion. And it was, I, they, they, they just twice ups. I was blown away. Gorgeous. Amazing stuff. And then the other thing I really enjoyed was uh, Amazing Spider-Man 86 
had a bunch of pages of the Black Widow done by Ramita. Now, I'm not a big Amazing Spider-Man fan of Ramita's artwork, but him doing this Black Widow pages, they were also just amazing. And then a bunch of other stuff. There was, you know, there was a lot of Simonson art. There was this really gorgeous Hulk magazine uh, Simonson color painted cover, like giant. And, uh, I mean, we were there. And, uh, they, like I said, this is the main gallery and then the basement. Really nice. And then I got the catalog. You know, I put it aside. And uh, I got this and the other catalog, obviously. I put it aside and I put it in, you know, just it was gonna, I was going to get back to it. You know, if I'm at an art exhibit and the catalog's reasonable, I pick up the catalog. Um, now, this was mentioned on the forum because both these catalogs were on sale uh, for $10. Uh, this is normally $20, and the EC one was $30. So that took me to pulling them out and reviewing them. And, um, I mean, I'm happy with the catalog mostly. I'm just, I'm very disappointed with the with the content and the page count. So the Avengers Assemble is uh, 8.5 by 11, uh, perfect bound, which means there's that line on the cover where the, uh, past the glue binding where the cover can bend. Uh, it's it's any soft cover really pays off well being perfect bound. Uh, as an example, of perfect bound would be any of those um, prestige format books, you know, like from Dark Knight on. That line there on the covers that uh, lets you open the pages without you know bringing the cover all the way back and you know uh, messing up with the glue. But uh, the problem is forty eight pages. And the fact that the exhibit is, you know, hundreds of pieces of art, and I think I wrote in the review, I counted the art. Uh, there's 63 pieces of art in the catalog. 32 of them are full page, and the rest are multiple per page. And then uh, every page in the catalog, you know, every piece of art has the uh, issue number, and then the title of the story, and the the writer, for some reason. I don't, I'm not sure why that's important to that one-page piece of art. I guess if there's words on it, that makes sense. Um, then they have the art and they have the lettering. So they tried to include everybody, which is nice. But um, the pages are a little bit reduced, so you don't get the 8.5 by 11, so they've, they've shrunk it down. And then, like I said, there's so many pages um, where there's multiple art, and then there's so much art that was just neglected or not included in the catalog that could have been. And uh, as we've experienced from previous catalogs here that I've been reviewing, like the Profiles in History one, uh, if you are running a, a, an art exhibition like this, then you have you and you print a catalog. You can print all the art you have. So, I just as I said in the review, I can only imagine what this would have been like at twelve by seventeen. I mean, uh, blown away is how it would have been. And had they done the entire catalog, the entire exhibit, and I realized that would have meant reducing some of the twice ups, like the the uh, Ditkos, which would have been a crime. But still. Can you imagine a 150-page catalog, say, for $150 with all this art? I mean, bam, instant purchase. Please, people who do exhibitions of original art like this, please consider doing a full-size catalog, doing something that in it resembles the AE format. So that, you know, you know you, I can see still doing this for $20, but doing a larger catalog, sell it. I mean, you know, make a little money, see what happens. Just... Uh, yeah, this, uh, again, this catalog, glossy pages, uh, very white pages, but a nice, over, well, no, it's, you know, it is a nice small overview of the show, but there's so much left out, it's unbelievable. And then we move on to the next catalog, which is from the same time period, 
Tales from the Crypt, The Revolution, Art of Mad, and EC Comics. This is 96 pages. And this exhibit took place on the top floor of the Society of Illustrators in their restaurant. So I'm up there with my son. We're trying to see the art. And people are having lunch. You have to try and maneuver around tables. I'm like, oh my goodness. So these people are eating lunch. And I'm trying to look at this art around them. Uh, this catalog has uh, a lot of art. All of it, double, all of it, you know, full page. And uh, it's most of the art from the ex- exhibit. Uh, same, same thing, uh, the glossy pages, very white. Um, lots of, lots of art, like I said, the same notations on the pages. But, you know, you re- can really see where, I don't know if it's the, uh, the curator of the show, of both shows, which was uh, Rob Pastella. Uh, you know, you can see where his, lo- his love lay, and that is with the EC stuff, and not really that new Marvel stuff. Got it, you know. But uh, why to take this exhibit and do a 96-page catalog with almost all the art, and then do a Marvel you know catalog, which had a ridiculous amount of art for the show, and then do 48 pages, and then just, you know, and multiple small images on the page. It just... I don't get it. Were they thinking that just it would be random people, just curious people, people not interested in comics that would come to the Society of Illustrators and view this exhibition and then maybe just pick up the catalog because it's $20 and think, oh, here's a nice little souvenir. I don't I don't think that's the market. I really don't. Um, and the other weird thing about this EC catalog um, is there's just there's 12 sort of one to two page essays of fans. And some of them are kind of famous. Uh, Rob Reiner's in here. I think that's the Rob Reiner that we know. And they're just all saying, hey, you know, EC was awesome. I loved EC. EC was such a great thing. But I don't know why we need 12 of those. Actually, I don't know why we need any of them in the exhibit. What does that got to do with the exhibit? Or is it because they're concerned that people don't know what EC is? Maybe just dedicating four pages to maybe more a better a history of EC. But again, I don't think that's the target market. I don't think people thought, oh, I, you know, you know, I wasn't alive in the 1950s and I have no recollection of uh, EC, but oh, I hear that these people really like it in the catalog, so I will go see the show. I don't, I, I'm not seeing the logic there. And I've just rambled on quite a bit on this because sometimes I don't understand what goes into a catalog or why they do it. Uh, I wasn't this brutal in the review, so. I guess that's the advantage of the or disadvantage of the podcast, right? I can be a little more critical. Now, what I did appreciate, uh, Society of Illustrators, now please click on the review link, take a look at the pictures, and then check out my review in Comic Book Daily because I got a lot of pictures of the exhibit. It's pretty great. And I have to say, as I said in the review, the highlight of my visit was they have in the lobby of the Society of Illustrators, they have a full size, like an original painting from N.C. Wyeth uh, from his from when he illustrated the Robin Hood, it is so gorgeous. It's uh, I just stood there. I was spellbound by this, and I just thought to myself, "Is there? Uh, can we please have a an NC Wyeth exhibit or a decent book? Uh, not related to comics at all, but greatly related to illustration, right? Gorgeous. All right, that's my that's my ramble." For that, and I think that wraps up for this month. Uh, next, what's coming up? Um, gonna have some reviews next month. I'm starting to review the IDW uh, exhibit catalog, so 
Just as a rundown, we got Big John Busema. I'm reviewing that one. And then later on, uh, I'll have the Ditko one, the uh, Wally Wood one, um, and the uh, Russ Heath one, the Flesh and Steel. I just got that. I just picked it up uh, at a comic shop on a discount from just an older book. It was a slightly damaged, so I'm going to be using my book glue and some uh, some repair to get that going. But I feel like there was one other catalog that I'm forgetting. Anyway, look for those coming up in the next few months. Uh, look for some more uh, Bandus and A. AE format books coming up in the next few months. And please, if you have any questions, please email me. All right, thanks for joining me and my take uh, bringing the, you know, the Artist Edition Index to life. And we will talk again next month. Let her go, let her go, God bless her. Wherever she may be, she can search this wide world over. She'll never find a sweet man like me.